Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beauty. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beauty. Natural beauty. Natural beauty. Oh, yeah. Snatch my face into pieces. This is the Natch Butte Pod. Welcome, everybody, to the Natch Butte Pod. I'm your host, Jackie Johnson. I'm trying that intro out. Don't worry. The system of a down one's still probably going to happen, but I was feeling myself. What can I say? I did get a uh, standing ovation in the green in the booth. So, guys, ladies, everybody, this is a very exciting episode of Natch Butte. Because this, believe it or not, is the 22nd episode. So that means two episodes from now, if you've been listening from the beginning, then we have spent 24 hours together. And that is a huge accomplishment. Uh, you know, I ha- don't have that many friends, and uh, if you've spent 24 hours with me, that's more time than I've probably spent with my parents in the past decade. So that's pretty exciting. Um, so I thought I would do a, a contest to celebrate it, baby. And I'm calling it 24 Hours of Natch Butte. So, starting today, there are two ways to win. Today is September 1st, and that is the day the contest is open, and it will be open for two weeks, because September 15th will be the 24th episode of Natchbute. So, starting today, there are two ways to win. The first is, go to, of course, www.natchbute.com. If you haven't been to natchbute.com yet, we're clearly not friends. Go to natchbute.com. There you will find a Natch Butte trivia quiz. Taking the quiz will automatically enter you, but getting a perfect score will enter you twice. This is exciting. Uh, there's only five questions, so don't worry. This isn't going to take up your whole damn day. I know we're busy. I know everybody's got a career. So five questions. It'll be fun, I promise, especially if you're a Natch Butte fan. So go to NatchBute.com, take the trivia quiz, and the winner is going to receive what I'm calling the Natch Box. Is a perf- uh, it's a personally curated box of glam goodies filled with all of my favorite products like Source Vital, BH Cosmetics, Lola Tampons, Beauty Blender, Isalon, Milk Makeup, and more, baby! I've been personally collecting and hoarding things to put in the Natch box for about a month now, and I'm very excited for the lucky winner to win the Natch box. So for full details, go to NatchBute.com and click on 24 Hours of Natch Butte Giveaway Quiz. Now, if you refuse to do that, don't worry, I got you. There's another opportunity to win another Natch box. You can just go to your Instagram account and follow Natch Butte. It's at Natch Butte, the name of this pod. And I'm going to post a photo the day this comes out of the Natch Box. And I'm going to list everything that's in that box. All I need you to do is follow the Natch Butte account. And on this photo, 
comment with your favorite memory from the show. It could be any episode, okay? It could be something from today's episode, perhaps. I'm not a soothsayer. I don't know what my guest is going to say, but probably something very fun. Share that. Share with me any of the things and the anecdotes you've heard on this show, and I'm going to read them, and one of the winners... Is the winner is going to receive another Natch box. This one's going to be a little smaller than the box you win by taking the quiz. That's because this takes less effort, okay? So you know how it is. I'm trying to equal it all out. But there will be all the details, and the box's bounty will be listed. Go to the Natch Butte Instagram page. I'm trying to build it up. You have two weeks to enter, starting today, if you're listening to this the day this episode airs. If not, you have between September 1st and September 15th. Get excited. May the best honey win. And I would like to just, uh, like I do every episode, shout out to the Facebook group. It's called Natch Butte, and uh, the honeys are in there, and they are strong. Uh, Shout out to Katie with the good hair. Everybody has fun in that group. It is crazy. It's a 24-hour party. There's people doing makeup tutorials live. There's people sending each other gifts. There is a group of ladies who met up and had brunch together, that they found each other. I'm telling you, I'm bringing the world together one liquid lip at a time. It's very exciting. I highly recommend every time I blast it on Fridays, People join the group, and we're getting very strong. There's over 2,000 honeys in the group right now. It's getting wild. So I think you should join. It's going to be fun. And as usual, I've already said it once, go to NatchBute.com after every episode to see a list with links to everything that we discuss on the episode. Uh, What else can you do on NatchBute.com? You can contact me. There's a tab that says Contact Jackie. You send me a question, I will respond. Uh, My P.O. box is there. Uh, any other information you need, my blood type, my social, anything is on there. So check it out. You can also ask a question to an upcoming guest if you're wondering and curious. Oh, I wonder who's coming up on Natch Butte. Click on Ask a Guest. You can submit a question. I might read it on the air. Um, and also, I write blog posts uh, all week. Uh, if you want to see what's up, I just put a, I just stuck some nails on uh, and walked around with press-on nails for a week. How was that experience? Check it out on my blog, NatchButte.com. Now, my guest is going to be here any minute, but before she gets here, I would just like to say that I was just at BeautyCon, everybody. BeautyCon is a beauty convention, just like it says in the name. It was just here in Los Angeles, and I went, and I had so much fun. It was crazy. Um, There were a lot of 12-year-olds in blinding highlight walking around. It wasn't too overwhelming for me because I avoided most of the big displays because, you know, they test on animals, and I ain't about that life, but... I had so much fun. I got to talk to Wet n Wild, BH Cosmetics, Yes 2, LA Girl, some of the brands that I've blasted on this pod a lot, the cruelty-free drugstore brands that my honeys are loving all over, and I got to say to them, hey, I'm Jackie, I host Natch Butte, I have a group of honeys that listen, they buy your products, we love them. I showed the uh, vice president of marketing of Wet n Wild the pictures on Nashby.com of all the all the honeys that bought the liquid catsuit lip. She didn't seem that impressed, but it was still very fun. So shout out to those brands, it was great to meet y'all. But I also found some really exciting new companies that I want to tell everybody about because I met face-to-face with the owners and faces of the brands. We talked. We gabbed. I got to see some of the products. I bought some of the products. And I'm excited to share. 
So I don't know if anybody here has ever heard of the cream shop. And cream has like a little trill over the E, so maybe it's the creme shop. But they're an L.A.-based company. They manufacture their stuff in Korea. It's a cruelty-free brand. And we're always trying to find sheet masks that are cruelty-free because it's hard because a lot of the Korean brands sell in China. There's the whole animal testing thing. But the cream shop does not. And get this, their sheet masks are 3 to $4 each. So that is not bad, baby. And they have so many. I bought mm, 75 of them. They have a pineapple enzyme mask. They have a Q10 infused mask, neroli oil sheet mask, coconut oil mask. They got those ones that look like tigers and bears and all kinds. Of, they got a million, okay? So I say go to thecreamshop.com, check them out, and it's C R E M E. And not only that, they have brushes, they have beauty blenders, they have all kinds of stuff. But I bought some. Um, eyelash strips. And I'm very excited about them. They are actually made of human hair. So I know what you're thinking, Jackie, you're vegan. But guess what? That doesn't mean humans, baby. I'll wear a human all day. I wore human hair in my wedding, so I'm clearly not above that. I was talking to the woman. She told me that there are women that live in Indonesia, and that's their job. They're paid. They're paid an honest salary. They wake up in the morning. They clock in nine to five, and they eat the food that they're told to eat so that their hair is healthy. And then they cut it, and they make eyelashes out of it. I know it sounds insane. Everybody in the control room is like, what the hell? Yes, they're made of human hair. I'm wearing an Indonesian woman's hair on my face, on my eyeballs. But let me tell you, they are snatched. They're very fluttery because, you know, if you wear those mink lashes, they're very soft and fluttery. But it's like, I'm not going to wear those animals on my face, but I sure will wear the humans. So I don't know if that sounds weird to you. Then do you, baby. That's what Natural is all about. We follow what we want to do and we leave it up to everybody else to decide. But I bought $3 a pair human hair eyelashes. And I want everybody to buy them if that sounds interesting to you. Because the price is right, baby. They have some very natural ones, some very fluttery ones, some super glam ones. But then they have like kind of rocker girl ones, you know, where they're kind of pointy and they got one for everybody. So just check it out. I think Creme Shop is also available at a lot of kind of drugstore price point places. Check it out. Now, I think the most exciting thing that I found when I was at BeautyCon is the vamp stamp. <sighs> Guys, listen, y'all tag me on Instagram. <laughs> I got emails about the vamp stamp. I was like, color me intrigued. However, we all know I'm a cheap-ass bitch. I'm a self-proclaimed cheap-ass bitch. And when I initially saw the price, I was like, Psh, I'm not investing in that. The tra uh, the, I almost said the tramp stamp. It's because I have a tramp stamp that I've been getting lasered off for two years. Um, and I think that's why they named it that, because it rhymes with that. And we all know that. The vamp stamp is $25. And then you buy the eyeliner ink that comes with an angled brush to fill it in for $20. So you're out $45 for the kit. But let me tell you something. This cheap-ass bitch got out her credit card so fast, it is legit. So basically, the vamp stamp is a way to achieve the perfect winged eyeliner. It's a stamp in the shape of a little wing. You dip it in the ink, and you put it on the side of your eye, and then you fill it in with just a tiny little swipe with the pencil that comes with it, the, the brush. 
and it's perfect. They're even on both sides. I can't even tell you, everyone out there listening that does winged eyeliner knows that it is impossible to get them equal no matter what you do. And I already have a disproportionate face. My mouth is a little off-centered. <laughs> My nose is a little off-centered. Nobody's, nobody's isn't. Nobody's face is 100% symmetrical. That's just the way it is. Uh, but guess what? Your eyes can finally be. It was so easy and so fast. And it looked so good. I was shook. And I said, sign me up. I can't believe I haven't had this my whole life. Where has this product been? Um, it's a woman-owned company. I met the founder, Veronica. She's a makeup artist. She has an amazing story. I'm hoping to have her on Nash Butte soon. There are three sizes, uh, depending on your wing preference. I got the medium, you know, keeping it middle in the middle, baby. But there's a tiny one, and there's a big one if you want to really go like Elvira with your look. I don't know how many hours I've spent. Uh, not only getting my wings wrong, but fixing them and messing up all your makeup in the process. Everybody needs one. I'm telling you, spend the money. Get a vamp stamp. Uh, thank you for everyone who tried to get me to buy one before. I finally got one, and I'm never looking back now. The other company I met is called Pinky Rose Cosmetics, and, like, obviously the name is so cute. Pinky Rose. I was like, I have to go to this booth. It's a female-owned company based in California. They're the Huerta Sisters. They're adorable. Their photo is on their website if you want to see what they look like. Um, if you're a packaging-obsessed honey or you're a collector, their lip glosses have little gold crowns on top, and they're so cute but they're also really stunning stephanie beatrice bought one a gold one that just looked like liquid gold poured on her lips it was so gorgeous if you're a glitter obsessed honey you have to go check them out right now pinky rose cosmetics they have these palettes of glitter everything the one that i liked is called hypnotize Two treasure palette and it's basically just rainbow colors of glitter it's amazing the, they're on the website right now for 32.99 so not bad i'm talking like a big palette all kinds of colors um beautiful range of colors they also have more of a like brownie kind of you know more base color glitters but they use this stuff called the Smackdown Glue. It looks like a lip gloss, but you put that on first, and then you put the glitter over it, and it seals it, and it becomes waterproof. So you could, like, shoot a shower music video with this glitter eye, and it would not come off. I'm telling you, it's so beautiful. I was like, I see you, Pinky Rose. If you're a glitter honey, you got to check them out. Um, they also have two brick-and-mortar stores if you happen to be in Sacramento or Elk Grove, California. If you're a California honey, then definitely go and say hi in the stores so that is what i learned at beautycon that those three brands cream shop vamp stamp and pinky rose everything else tests on animals baby or we already know about i got the uh wet and wild mermaid midnight moon look uh that's gonna be exciting i'm definitely gonna play with that in the fall and i got some more face masks and fun stuff happening with the yes Two brand LA Girl, I'm all about the LA Girl. Uh, they're really, really good quality makeup, but the price is right. You can get LA Girl any, they have it at like Forever 21, so it's a pretty affordable price point. And it's great stuff. I met a bunch of people that rep that brand. They were super fun. They have a lot of fun stuff coming out. And of course, uh, my bays at BH Cosmetics. And, uh, I was like, look at my liquid lip. I'm wearing BH. And they were all excited about it. So, guys, I didn't really, uh, you know, lose my mind at BeautyCon. It wasn't like a life-changing experience. But I'm telling you, the vamp stamp was worth it all. you got to check out that vamp stamp. 
Okay, we're here with my guest, everybody, and she's a stand-up comedian. We have lots to talk about. She's a writer. She's a podcaster herself. Her name's Riley Silverman, and she's here to talk makeup. I'm here to talk makeup. Hi, Riley. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're shaking it off, baby. Yes, we're shaking we're it off. We're shaking it off. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple icebreaker questions okay. for you. Where are you from? How many brothers and sisters do you have? And what is your Hogwarts house? I am from Columbus, Ohio. Okay. I have... Okay, so I have a brother who passed away, and then I have three half-brothers. Okay. Yeah, I never know how to answer that question Yeah, anymore. I'm sorry. Um, and I am Slytherin. See, now this is something I yeah. want to talk to you about. I was talking to Stephen before he got here about this. How do you know you're a Slytherin, like, specifically? Well, I took the sorting hat okay. test, and it told me I was Slytherin. So Pottermore. Yeah. The Pottermore test. Okay. Yeah, that's the only... In my mind, that is the only true gauge. Okay. I think that whenever I see someone go, oh, I'm going to do it, and I went on, I went on BuzzFeed, or I went on right. like this Time Magazine thing that does something, I, I don't... I don't believe any of those are legitimate, which makes me very Slytherin-y to be like, no, you're not a pure, you've not been purely sorted. Um, I just, I just think that Pottermore is, is the official site for JK Rowling. So in my mind, like what her site has put together is the official ruling on it. And also I think that a lot of, um, I, I will go down a rabbit hole. You set me up for it. I think a lot of the sites that give us like their rankings of what things are, are all based on like the individual author of that page's stereotype what oh. they assume and i don't think that i don't think houses work as cut and dry as people think they do and so like i think that every house can be represented amongst like like, like if you look at harry's friends right like ron would probably be a hufflepuff and neville definitely would be but he's sorted into gryffindor for different reasons right so there's like elements about that and like Hermione, why is she not a Ravenclaw? She's a books like so. Whenever someone's smart, they go, "Well, that's a Ravenclaw." Really, because Hermione's a Gryffindor. So there are reasons why someone would or would not be in a particular house. You know, like the uh, the Weasley brothers. They're very cunning. They're very like business oriented. They're very like cutthroat. Like their money. Why aren't they Slytherin? Like there's there's various. Well, because things. the the Sorting Hat puts all these other things into account. Right. Exactly. So whenever anyone's like a little like like there's any sort of like if, first of all they always put anyone who's kind of a dick in the Slytherin immediately. Uh, and I am kind of a I am kind of a pitch, so that might make sense a little bit, but um yeah, I just think I have a real like, I get really annoyed when people are playing like the sorting game amongst themselves mm-hmm. and they make just these really obvious like just right. well this do you like A snakes B yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I took the uh the Pottermore test uh-huh. for you. Because yes. I, like many others, had only taken BuzzFeed kind of tests. And I said, I need to log in. I need Riley to know what I really yeah. am. And I need to know quite what frankly what I really am. I'm a Hufflepuff, baby. All right. I'm a Hufflepuff. And I was just talking to Stephen because Stephen is a, ra- uh, a, a Gryffindor. He's a Gryffindor. He took Pottermore. I just met him, so that doesn't shock me the way I think it does well, you. Well, <laughs> for some reason, I thought he was going to be a Hufflepuff like me. Okay. I, I didn't think I was going to be a Hufflepuff. I thought I was going to be a fucking Gryffindor. I, I, I feel like when I was a teenager and I started reading the books, I was like, oh, I'm a Gryffindor. A hundo, I'm a Gryffindor. But now I'm like 32. I like to be at home on my iPad by myself. I'm yeah. a Hufflepuff, baby. I'm a proud Hufflepuff. He should be. I actually think I get along very well with Hufflepuffs, so it doesn't right. surprise me. I, th- I think there is something to... 
that Slytherin Hufflepuff friendship that I think there actually is some some merit to it because I have some very good friends who are who are Hufflepuffs. Uh, my most recent ex was a Hufflepuff, um, so there's also some bad sides. Um, oh, yeah. we don't need nah. don't listen. Don't judge what happened with your relationship with me. <laughs> you know, all, not all Hufflepuffs are the same. <laughs> I also got a dolphin for my Patronus, nice, which I thought was so exciting. You know, it's weird. I got a black bear for my Patronus, Ooh. and when I was a kid, I had like a stuffed my, my teddy bear as a kid was a black bear like it wasn't like a regular teddy bear with like the arms out like yeah. this it looked like like when you see a black bear like standing on its all fours that's what it looked like it was like a smoky mountains black bear Look at that. and that's my that's my patronus that's... i literally screamed out loud yeah it came out from and i was like because ah! i love dolphins yeah they're definitely my top five favorite animals dolphins are pretty great yeah i mean they're what a smart. cool patronus yeah. to get a dolphin yeah if anyone out there wants to know what house they are definitively, Pottermore.com. Yeah, Pottermore used to be different. Like, it used to be a lot harder to get into it. And I got Slytherin then. And when I read the description, they used to have this very in-character description. Like, it was like a member of your house was telling you about being a Slytherin. And there was this quote that was like, oh, you're often uh, misunderstood and you're feared because you're misunderstood. But you're also very loyal to your own kind. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a queer metaphor. And basically, <laughs> oh. once you give mama a queer metaphor, I latch on to that like crazy. So, Do you feel like the, the Slytherins would be kind of the queer I don't know. Kids? They're kind of – they are – in the movies especially, which is, like, kind of, like, post-Voldemort mm-hmm. and, like, kind of with the children of people who serve Voldemort for the most part. And then they're, like, the house that's there when he comes back. They're a little fascist. And I think the original Slytherin was very fascist. So I don't know if sexual preferences would or, like, like gender identity would fall under the same, like, purity requirements as, like, being of, of I'm so nerdy, of being of magical born the way that, like, purity would be amongst, like, human culture. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like, in especially, like, in The Cursed Child, it does feel like they're kind of moving away from that a little bit and, and being like, okay, well, this is, it's like, two generations later, and these are actually the children of people who fought against Voldemort, so it was a little bit, there's still a stigma but it's it's like a little bit more lax. And so like the kids who are in Slytherin and Cursed Child are kind of like the nerdy outcasts who were misunderstood. And so that's kind of why I view it that way. I dig. See, you think you're a fan of something and then you hear somebody who really yeah. is and you're yeah. like, oh, I'm well, a fucking hack. And I will add that, that Grindelwald in the new Fantastic Beast is a Slytherin. And part of what his like I think that Grindelwald is an interesting villain, even though he's played by a monster. Um, he's played by Johnny Depp, but and in the <laughs> movie, like there's a whole thing where there's like this obscurus. It's like a it's like a magical beast that's created by a magical child being forced to hide their magical powers and like not giving any like direction to it. So it, like builds up and festers and eventually destroys them and makes a monster. And I'm like, oh, that's a metaphor for the closet. If I ever heard one, yeah, like oh, you have to hide who you are deep down inside until it eats away at you and helps you destroy the world. What a what an interesting thing. So I think that maybe I guess if Grindelwald is queer, then I guess there is at least some degree of of queerness allowed within the Slytherin uh, archetype. Do you think that was intentional by? Jay? J.K. Rowling? I think it might have been a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be some queer characters. Yeah, because like, sure. Dumbledore is like supposed to be gay, but you don't really know it in the text. Like, like, like one reader kind of noticed it and asked her in a reading, like, hey, is Dumbledore gay? And she's like, sure. You know, right. that kind of thing. And so, I and it frustrates me when people, I know this is not a Harry Potter podcast, so I will wrap this up soon. I, it frustrates me when people like cite Voldemort, I mean, Dumbledore as their favorite gay character in anything, because I'm like, 
Yeah, but he's not really gay. Like, right. he's gay, but he's the gay in a way that's, like, easy for you to digest. As right. opposed to, like, a character who's gay in a way that you have to think about it or process it in any way right. whatsoever. He never but, brings it up or shows the gay man's plight. Right. And I'm not, I'm not saying he needs to, like, walk around and be like, that's a fabulous <laughs> spell. Like, I don't want that. I just think that, like, I, I accept him. Patronus. Exactly. I don't need all that. But I just think, like, if you're going to say someone is your favorite gay character. Right. And you're like, oh, the only character that you only know is gay because an author told you later on. Right. Is like, that's. That Who's bo- your favorite bothers. gay character? My favorite gay character. It's a loaded question, huh? Yeah. Um, probably Carol in the movie Carol. Oh, yeah. Played by Kate. Yeah, Kate Blanchett. I think that, that that's the, as far as, like, lesbian characters that I, or maybe. Uh yeah, that or that or Nomi on Sense Eight, who was a gay trans woman. So I like her because she relates. I relate to her a lot. That's so, so cool. I love that. Yeah. Well, I guess you're right. We should get to makeup and yeah. Beauty sorry, and sorry. No, don't apologize. I open that can of worms up. I mean, you have Slytherin in your Twitter profile. I said I think people need to know. Yeah. I think people need to know. Oh, I I'll feel staunchly like... defend my Slytherinness. Oh, yeah. I think it's great. I got two words for you: Severus Snape. End of conversation. Ooh, that's a good point. There is an internet headcanon that that Snape is a, is a closeted trans woman. And it's kind of I don't 100 percent buy it, but it's fair. It's fairly convincing. Yeah. Or like at least the person who did it really they believe it for sure. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So listen, while we're talking about Snape and his and his beautiful hair, can we talk about your hair a little bit? Sure. Because I've, I've you know, we started following each other on Instagram and I keep up with you and all your stuff. Before we met in person, I had known who you were because I'd seen pictures of you. I'd seen you perform. I've, I remember when you did your mod cloth photos. I yeah. remember those going around and me being like, wow, cool. Oh, I love that outfit. You love clothes. We're going to talk about clothes. Yes. So your hair color has changed recently. Yeah. I actually, it's funny because I was listening to one of the episodes of your show to prepare. <laughs> for being on it and it was the one that my friend Julia Prescott was on. Yep, and you got name checked. Yeah, which is why I listened yep. to it. Um, but you were talking about hair in that, I think, because you are talking about her bob Being a bob-haired cutie. And it yeah. made me remember that I was at a wedding with you yep. back in, in March mm-hmm. and you made a comment about us being uh, the redheads. Like redheads. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I betrayed our redhead pack. No, like, it's all good. Because I, I have, I, yeah, so I used to have red hair. And mm-hmm. It was always dyed. Um, but yeah, I, and actually, when you said that even then, I knew that I was slowly working away from the red hair. Mm-hmm. In fact, at the time, I actually had already dyed it. Because I, I dyed it like a violet for a while. Ooh. And then it would like, the reason why I chose violet is because then when it would fade, it would fade to more of a red before it went to that coppery phase. Mm-hmm. But then it got to a point where I just like was sick of it. And as my hair got longer, it got to a point where I either had to go to a salon to have it dyed, but then it wouldn't last very long. Mm-hmm. Or I could do it at home where I just like dumped on the dye, you know, and it would last. But then like for like a couple of days, like a week after I dyed it, I had those little pink drops all over yep, my shirt yep. or whatever, from, like whenever I'd sweat The redhead plight. Yep. Yeah. So I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I went and I dyed it dark brown first to cover some of that redness. Mm-hmm. And when you saw me, that was like months after I had done that. But that red just would not go. It's so red hair is so weird because when you dye it, it doesn't last. Nope. But it also right lasts. Yep, yep. It's like it's like the hardest to keep, the hardest to get rid of at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's like the a, a shitty relationship. Yes, it just exactly. won't go away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't make it lovey, you can't make it leave. Yes. And so I my natural color is like a very like dirty blonde. Like if you look at my roots, that's, that's my natural great. color. That means you can start and kind of do anything you want and it's yes. not super hard. Right. So Yeah, because yeah. you recently 
finally kind of upped the blonde. Yeah, I've been doing I've been doing it in stages because I, I my hair has never been this long before, so I'm like loving that it's this long. I mean, the I texture wanna... is heaven sent. Thank you. What do you have anything you use to to give it that texture that's natural? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, my, the curls are natural. Yeah. I'm a very naturally curly girl. Um, but. I for texture I use a little bit of like a like a sea like a sea salt spray mm-hmm. and then also like some argan oil to help like tame the frizz a little bit but that's not about it I occasionally like when I'm really silent which I didn't today today there's almost nothing in it today yeah. I think it's just like maybe some I think it's I don't know what I put in it today I might not put anything in it at all something but lately at this most recent bleach job it's been like kind of doing its thing in the morning and I'll wake up that's, and go, all right, cool. I guess we're in. That's I guess so we're great. Doing this. I know yeah. people that would kill for that texture. It's great. It's very, I love it. It, gets very... a little, it does get a little frizzy at times. So there is some there is some strawliness to it. But yeah. And are you going to keep growing it out? Uh, right now I'm keeping it pretty tight where it's at, which right now if people don't see it, it's about to my chin length. But it's also super curly. So if I, if I actually have it straight, yeah. it's down to about my shoulders. Once summer is over... Which is Los Angeles, so that maybe never happens. Yeah, again. right. Maybe but, December. <laughs> yeah, maybe around December. I might grow it out to shoulder length just to see. But for right now, it's so hot out that I don't want to go any longer. Yeah. Than it is. Oh, yeah. Hey, everyone. It's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-N. L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Oh, yeah. I'm digging the look. Let's talk a little bit about uh, clothes. Okay. Because you're kind of a fashion girl. I am. And, and you know, okay, I have a question. Is yeah. it, is it inappropriate for me to call you a nerd? No. Or like, label somebody a nerd or a dork or what somebody called I mean, me a dork on instagram the other day and i was like i don't know if i should be offended by that i don't know. or geek what's I the prefer op- geek okay um i don't know why i prefer yeah. geek i think because i think nerd makes me feel like i should be smarter than i am but you seem pretty smart to me thank you um i i consider myself a geek but nerd is fine too and i think for, for some reason for fashion i feel like saying i'm a fashion nerd makes more sense than fashion geek so i don't know but i dork always feels like I only like dork if you're saying it to your friend because your friend did something dumb that you thought was funny. Yeah, some, like ah, oh, you dork, like that kind of thing. Somebody I don't know sent me an Insta DM that was like, "LOL, you're a dork," and I was like, "Yeah, that's... I feel like that was supposed to be a term of endearment, but I got on the defense." I think I would take that positively for the most part. Um, I think if someone was like, if, if, if there's a emoticon involved, I feel like right. it makes it all okay. But I, you know, we don't know each other that well. If I was like, oh, you know, Riley, that dork, like to you, well, like, yeah, you well, know, that, that dork. I, think, yeah, I think anything you'd say about that, that voice would sound <laughs> mean. <laughs> you know, Riley, that fashion girl. <laughs> you know, like, that, that doesn't dork. Sound nice. yeah. yeah, you're right. Because, uh, you know, you do talk about nerd culture, and a lot of your clothing is like nerd culture and nerd yeah. brands. And then I just feel weird saying it. I don't want it to be an insult. It's fine. Okay. Because uh, I did go through your Insta. I stalked you a little bit for okay. this and went through because uh, you have some brands you like. You like Retrolicious. I do. So tell everybody a little bit about that, where they could find Retrolicious, what they offer. 
Well, they're actually a site that they had their own site. Mm-hmm. There's a company called Folter. Retrolicious is like a side brand of Folter. Yep, and they, I have they that share down too. Together. Mm-hmm. Um, they also sell through ModCloth. So a lot of times, like the stuff they have is available through ModCloth, which is great because ModCloth pushed them to have like a wider plus size range, which is amazing. Um, so I have a lot of their stuff because I went to a big sample sale they were having earlier this year in April. And actually, most of the stuff that I bought, I've lost a lot of weight, which is great. But um, a lot of the stuff I bought doesn't fit now, so I have to, like, get it, like, tailored to yeah. It's weird right now because, like, look, have, being the situation that I'm about to describe is a good problem to have. I will I will, I will acknowledge that. Um, but you should love your body. Yes. But I, I've lost a lot of weight because I've switched to, like, a different diet plan than I've been on. And... Um, and I don't mean I haven't been dieting. I've been doing a thing because my, my father is is diabetic and I have a lot of the same genetic markers that he has for it. So I'm trying to like do some things to like prepare to yep. not. So anyway, um, I so I as a sign of that, I've lost weight. So now all the, I had gained weight. And so eventually I had to upgrade my or- my wardrobe to fit my body size and like look really cute because I was, I was very cute. Um, and then I lost a lot of that weight. And now all these clothes that I bought to look cute with that body size now are too big on me. And now it's like I'm in this weird thing where like I'm known for being this kind of like stylish, cute fashion girl. And I don't ha- most. Yeah, of the you're clothes- a damn mod cloth model. You had a, a mod cloth dress named after yes. you, for God's sake. Yes, I did. And the clothes that fit me that are cute don't fit me now and I don't have the money did, right now to buy a whole new wardrobe. I, you did the, what is it, the dre- every dress a day month, what was it? Yeah, I did March. all dress April. All dress um, April, yes. And for a while, I started doing one on my own uh, years ago, even before I came out, but I was like living as a man in dresses and stuff like that. I, I had a no pants November. I like and then, that. Yeah, so every year I usually do no pants November and I do all dress April and the thing is that by the end of April, some of the clothes I bought at the start of April didn't fit me anymore. And so, and now I'm at a point where things like just look like baggy on me and very, un- like very just like, I, like they're like tense. It's, it's, it's like, I'm not, and it's like I haven't watched that much weight, but just where I've lost it. it yeah. Does. And like, it's like, like the, I have a dress that I wore to Julia Prescott's wedding at the start of April. And at the end of the month, I could like, like it was like baggy. And yeah, like, it's crazy. Just a couple inches can really change mm-hmm. a size. Well, what are we going to do? We got to, so, we got to get this going. We got to, yeah. This so I, is, I think I got to take some of it into a seamstress to get it taken in, but I can't do it with everything. So right. I think I have to just bite the bullet and just go on like thread up or something and just get like a big batch of like more fitted clothing. Cause I want to look cute and I can't. Yes. Thinking, like I'm wearing pants today. Why am I wearing pants? I never wear pants. Pants. But you do have on sushi socks. I do have sushi socks. So you gotta you gotta throw in something fun. Yes. So uh, the brand is Falter Retrolicious. Yeah. I also saw you had on a, a Harry Potter collection by Black Milk skirt. Uh, that that actually was not mine. Uh, that is actually um, there's a group fashionably geeky. I think that's I think I'm saying it right. I hope that Stephanie Pressman has a site and. I think she's a partner in that too. I, I left my phone in the other room, but it's a um, she does a lot of like modeling and styling and like blogging about nerd fashion things. And I was at her place for a clothing swap, and she had me model some of the clothes that she had. So that black milk thing—it's it's the Birdie Bots and Flanny Flavor Beans skirt. Um, but I didn't get to keep that, unfortunately. Oh, but you would wear that if you had it in your size. It's- that one might have been a little bit too... I, the pattern was not something that I would probably wear regularly. It looked cute. It was fun to wear. There were other stuff that I had that day that she put me in that I'm sure are in some other photos on the same page that I liked more. There was some Star Wars stuff and things like that. But that one was a little bit... Yeah, I don't know if I liked that one too much. It was too many... Go- like Too many colors. every flavor beans? Yes, too many, too many beans. 
you do cosplay. I do cosplay. I don't know much about cosplay, which is crazy because I love dressing up and I love costumes and I love things like that. Just maybe talk a little bit about that. You did get a question from a listener. Uh, okay. Let me see if I can find it. Riley, who are your cosplay inspirations? Sam from Texas wants to know. How deep into it are you? Because there are people that go deep. I'm not that deep. I'm a hobbyist cosplayer. Mm-hmm. I. What does that mean? I mean, I just kind of made that up, so that might not mean okay. anything at all. Okay. I just I, there's some people who will spend a lot of money on it, and there there are professional there are professional cosplayers. There are people who will get paid to go to events in cosplay and and like be there. Wow, what a career! Yeah, I Sign mean, I'm a full time living doing it, but they'll make some money. It's, it's like having a personal appearance kind of thing. It's like it's like you know how like there's some parties that will hire models to be at the mm-hmm. party. There are like nerdy things that will hire like events that will hire cosplayers. The reason why is that way they don't have to have costumes on hand. They can hire somebody else who does, and they can show like if they're like having an event that's all about Spider-Man. They can get like 20 people who all have their own Spider-Man costume to show up and be walking around as whatever that's characters. That's a lot of Spider-Man at yeah. one party. It's a lot of Spider-Man. Which one's the real one? And, and, just, and just, to be fair, there are a lot of different Spider-Men. That's true. So I've seen like the black costumed spider I don't know yeah. the difference. There's a, yeah, I... You I, love Spider-Man, As deep as right? I went into Harry Potter, I think I will spare your audience another extra on Spider-Man character. Because you love Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man, but I think my my Spider-Man character of choice now is this character Spider-Gwen, and it's like a it's a it's I won't go deep deep into her history. If if your fans know who she is already, they know why I love her, and she's amazing. Because um, I thought when I've seen your Instagrams, when it says Gwen, I thought you meant Gwen Stacy. It is Gwen Stacy. Okay. Okay, long story short, Very there's, there's quick. an alternate universe okay. where Gwen Stacy got bit by the spider <gasps> instead of Peter Parker, oh and so God. she became Spider-Woman, and that that was part of a big crossover event, and she was so popular, they gave her her own book, and that is the character of Spider-Gwen, and so she has like I a white that. costume with a hood that has like spider webs on it, and a really cool mask, and she has friends who play in a band. She's in a band with Mary Jane Watson, they're called the Mary Janes, and, and I it's I think that's really so cool. neat! Yeah, and I so, love that! It's just for me, as somebody who grew up loving Spider-Man, and then grew up to, to, to turn out to actually be a woman, to have a, a Spider-Man comic that is a female Spider-Man, it's like, oh, it's for me! I so, love that! That. I might read that. And now that now that my hair is blonde, it makes it way easier to cosplay as her. So it's good. So if you do cosplay as her, what what do you wear? I have a hoodie mm-hmm. that was bought on a site called We Love Fine that makes like kind of like some of those like fashionably nerdy kind of things. And they they designed the hoodie to be uh, just actually the person who designed it is this woman Katie Elhoffer who actually has her own company now called Elhoffer Designs. She makes really good high quality nerd design clothing. But it's like a hoodie designed to be like the top part of her of Spider Gwen's costume, and then I just wear that with like a pair of black pants, and I kind of mimic the blue shoes that she wears. And there was a cover of the comic where she has on like a hoodie jacket, looks kind of like her costume, and the words Mary Jane's on a T-shirt. That's her band. So when I went to um, when I went to WonderCon, no, I went to LA Comic Con last fall, I wore a pair of like skinny jeans, my Spider Gwen hoodie, and like a Mary Jane concert T-shirt, and I had some drumsticks in a bag, so that I was kind of like mimicking that cover i like that so yeah i think cosplay like there are people who do it professionally there are people who spend a lot of money and it's to them i think it's kind of the same appeal as people who like fix up old cars or just like yeah this is my thing i'm gonna do and they're like they're good at being crafty and they like to spend their time making costumes i don't have that level of skill with making things so for me it's more about like what can i put together to make this outfit and so to answer the question for the listener my was it sam 
Yep. My inspiration for cosplay is mostly Doctor Who based. And then I kind of built outward from there. Uh, I have a very big, deep connection with Doctor Who. There's a lot of personal things about it that matter to me a lot as a character, as a character and as an audience member watching it. And so it meant a lot to me to kind of dress up and see myself as the Doctor. And that was before they cast a woman to play the Doctor, which makes it 10 times even more powerful for me. But so the very first Doctor, the first person I ever really cosplayed was Peter Capaldi's Doctor, the 12th Doctor. And I liked that. And then I kind of like slowly worked on making that a better cosplay. So like he, I had like, a, the first time I did it, I had this dumb coat that I bought and like a vest and I threw it all together. And then they like launched a better coat for the character. They gave him like a velvet, red velvet, like long coat. And I went like crazy for that and I had to go find it. And so for me, what's fun about cosplay is kind of the thrill of the chase. I'm like, oh, I'm going to find this thing. And for me, especially if I can find a really good piece and not spend a lot of money on it, that makes me really excited because, like, I like seeing what I can do with what I have available to me. Yeah, I like that. So, and it's just a thing I do for fun. Some people do it actually as a way, like I said, to either make money off it or to boost their career in some way. I kind of do cosplay. I'm not really trying to make me like more known as a comedian through my cosplay. It's kind of just a fun thing I do to blow off steam. Do you do ever? Do you ever do any cosplay makeup, or you keep the makeup pretty like how you normally wear it? Um, I will try to make my makeup somewhat similar to what the character I think would wear. I mean, when you're doing like when I'm doing like these these like gender swap doctors, like female versions of doctors, there's not a whole lot of like actual makeup to do. Um, so I don't do it for that. Um, I will say that because the you get, there's a palette you gave me to review for yeah. this discussion and. There's a lot of very vibrant, bright colors, and there's a character in the TV series Orphan Black named Helena or Helena who has like these like like reddish like circles around her eyes or whatever and I was like oh my god I could probably use this palette to recreate the Helena face and like I had that curly crazy blonde hair so I am actually very much considering finding like a white lacy dress and doing a whole Helena cosplay oh that'd be so fun I would love to see that I don't do any of the makeup like cosplay where it's like green skin or that kind of stuff because I just I can't do body paint I don't think I think I would go crazy with that yeah that's other level that's I a also, commitment. It's funny because you were talking on the one I listened to about the colored contact lenses. Mm-hmm. And there is a character I want to do from Doctor Who that has a star in her eye. <gasps> and I would like to try to find a contact lens that has that. But I also do not want to wear contact lenses. So it's actually preventing me from really pursuing this character because I don't want to have to put that in my eye. I I have a struggle with the contacts all every day. I can't do it. Yeah, they're, they're pretty. I mean, I will say this is not a commercial because Hubble does not sponsor this podcast, but I have Hubbles in today and they're comfy. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm so happy with them. Hubble, why don't you sponsor Nash Butte? Thanks. <laughs> um, they're like the daily ones. Okay. They're great. Yeah, I don't do them. I can't. Yeah, because yeah, you're a glasses honey. I'm a glasses honey. Yeah. yeah. I, I think for me, I didn't get glasses till I was in my like early 20s. So I didn't have that period really? of my life. I got picked on for wearing Were glasses. Were you blind that whole time? No. I, I, my my ailment is astigmatism and it mm-hmm. gets worse over time. Right. So it wasn't as bad when I was younger and it got worse. And like every time I go in, it's a little bit worse. And so I didn't need it until then. And my actually, my glasses still aren't super strong. They're basically just so I don't get headaches during my day and so I can look at screens and stuff like that. So... Um, but I never had that like four eyes, glasses, different right. eyes phase. I like I just like went from not having them to having them and being kind of cute with them. Yeah, and so, they're your thing. Yeah, I I don't think I could do without. I think if I got to a point where I could not see without them, if I took them off, like then I would probably get laser vision before I would I would actually 
get contacts because the idea of doing contacts every day freaks me out. Yeah, I mean, you get used to it, but it's definitely weird. I don't want to get used to it. Yeah, I like I that. I want to be a glasses girl. Yep, that's right. We got we call them glasses hotties. I like yeah, it. Yeah, we got it. a lot of glasses hotties listening. They always put What's photos up, up. Oh, because you're in the Nash Butte group. Isn't it I crazy? Am. Yeah, I love it. It's oh great. Oh my gosh, these, these people are crazy. I mean, in the best way. Crazy as in just wild for yeah. makeup and They're skincare. all dorks, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you dorks. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I'm a, I I get my glasses through Zenny Optical, and they're mm-hmm. like fairly cheap, and so it's great because I can have like a nice collection of so I can like change to fit different outfits and stuff like that. I love that. I want to. That's glasses goals right there. Yeah, I want that. You do it because Zenny, it's cheap. Let's get into the products, shall we? Okay. I gave Riley a, a good amount of stuff. Yeah. And all all over the map yeah. in terms of price, uh, style. Some stuff's really natural stuff. Some stuff is, you know. So let's talk. Pull yeah. something out and I'll read the stats. Okay. Um, and then we can tell me your opinion on it. How about it. this BH Metallic Liquid Lipstick? Because this okay. is one of the ones that I actually did almost, I mean, like one of the first things I did. Ah, I just dropped it. It's okay. And it's through the think, floor. I think it That's my reveal. You go on the floor, lipstick. I tried to pick some colors that I thought you might like based off of your Instagrams and seeing what you are. But yeah, this is BH Cosmetics Liquid Lips. Yeah. They're $8, they're vegan, they're cruelty-free, and they're available online. What you think of it? I like that. I think the metallic is a bit much for me. Okay. I don't think that I would do metallic on my own if I was given my druthers for mm-hmm. it. But it wasn't interesting. A lot of what you gave me was stuff that's like outside of my normal comfort right. zone. And so it was fun to play with. Like the We'll get to the the eyeshadow palette in a second yep. but like the lipstick is one that like it's definitely a shade that I would wear mm-hmm. but the metal makes it very distinct and right. I'm, I'm still very much not used to wearing lip stuff right. and I also get very frustrated with lipstick stuff so like things that I'm already having a hard time being comfortable in any sort I'm not wearing any today yeah. and if I put some on I I think we talked about it when you were booking the show. A like, little bit, yeah. It's always a little bit crooked. Yep. It's always like, and I'm in a line that nobody else probably sees. But when I look at it, I'm like, why am I looking like I'm smirking? Because uh, you're smirking. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and everything I put on, every single brand of lipstick or lip stain or gloss that someone says, oh, this is like a tattoo. It goes on, it stays on, it never comes off. Is gone off of me in 20 minutes. Was the BH gone off of you? It wasn't. It didn't last. It didn't last for super long. Yeah. Um, but then again, I think I might just have these really awfully, like, like lip, like, repelling lipsticks. Or that something, is or, a thing. Or, My sister yeah. is the same way. I gave her a liquid lip that will not come off. And she's like, it only lasted 20 minutes. I mean, I'm just like, shit. Yeah. Because mine will, I'll die with this color I have on right now. Like, when I'm eight years old. Uh, I know I want to live to be 108, baby. But it won't come off. I mean, I have to uh, scrub the shit off at the end of the night. Uh, it's, it's, it sucks for me, too, is, like, if I put something on and I don't, I forget to bring it with me. And then I have another pair, like another shade in my purse that I'll, I'll try to put over it to like reapply. That and then mix. I see a picture. It looks like I, I I drank fruit punch and I have like a little bit. There's a yeah. It's ugh. that I uh, this is my purse at see through, so you can see. I forgot to bring my lipstick, so I'm about to go somewhere after this. I don't have it. If I fuck it up, I'm boned. And I didn't bring my beauty blender. If any of my makeup cracks, I'm just, oh, I got to roll with that, you yeah. know? So you got to keep that purse stocked. Yeah, I have everything else. I, 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 but yeah, I, so this stuff was fine. But yeah, the metal thing, I, I think that maybe for me, metallic the, stuff is a little British right, too far. Still it's, too far. Yeah, I think that, I think if once I, once I learn how to keep my lipstick on, then I will, then I'll worry about getting work. Also, I, I'm a little bit skittish about, really over the top lip colors mm-hmm. like like 
non-traditional colors like blue lipsticks, whatever, things like that, like are, not this one. This is actually a pretty neutral color except for the metal. Mm-hmm. I do fear slipping into the realm where people think that I'm doing drag. Right. Which, you know, and nothing against drag queens. I, I have nothing but respect for you. I don't have the work, I don't have the work ethic. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm a trans woman and drag by its nature is typically cis men pretending to be women for a performance art, which is wonderful, but I am not that. Right. And actually, it's a thing that actually kept me from cosplaying for a long time, too, is that people thought I was doing what they call cross-play, which is cross-trusting cosplay, which I'm not doing. And so... I feel like whenever I do a lips uh, a makeup move that goes a little too far into that glammy territory and that like over the top, I it somehow actually increases the chances that I will get misgendered by someone who thinks that I'm like a man doing a character or something, which is frustrating. That is frustrating. So you feel like you stay kind of in a more natural look because of that. I don't fear? know, natural, but I definitely don't do like a sh- like a show glam. Right. Level. Like I, I mean, I obviously my eye makeup is almost always smoky eye. Yeah. And that's not very natural. That's your thing. But that's like I, that's because it's the one thing that I can do that like will last and I can nail it, and so it becomes like my signature look. And this is the, like look what I'm doing. Oh. Yep. Um, I've been told that I look good with dark lipsticks. So yeah, you've been Instagramming one lately, and I was I, I forgot what I gave you, but I was like, I wonder if that's the lip I gave Riley. I don't remember. Did I, I gave you another lip you too? Right. You gave me this one. You gave me this one. That's a uh, boho. Okay. And this one's fine. It's a little bit light. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit pink. I kind of wanted to see a... you in a pink tone. I wanted to see you try a pink. Here's the thing. I try pinks all the time. Yeah. The fact that you have never seen me in a pink is exactly why I don't do them, because you can't tell when I'm doing it. Oh, like, it, like you, you yeah. kind of, your your skin tone kind of eats the color. Yeah. yeah. And then also, uh, my skin tone does, or 20 minutes after I put it on, it's yeah. not there anymore anyway. My and personal goal in life is to find a damn lip for you that doesn't I, budge. I accept your challenge. Oh, Please I'm on it. it. Yeah. I am on it, baby. Find a lip and find a foundation that won't sink into my face as the day goes on. Okay, I'll work on that. Oh, yeah. Hey, everyone. It's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O- L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Oh, yeah. Real quick, I'll tell you all about Boho. So it's Boho Cosmetics, also kind of known as Boho Green, but it's an all-organic, all-natural lipstick. Um, and it's, it's a French company. If you go to the website, it's in French, but you can translate it, and they cost 10 euro uh, each. So I guess in U.S. dollars, depending on, uh, you know, the exchange, it's probably about 12 bucks right now, but it's always up and down, you know, uh, but that it, but you can get it at Whole Foods as well, but it's all natural green or all natural brand. But it's too pink for Riley, so that's not going to fly. Well, do they have other sh- do they have other shades? They definitely have okay. other shades. I would just say that if you don't like pink colors, and well, there's no there's no uh... that one's called three zero four. Okay, but I don't know. I thought, I thought that was like just the product number, and then I'm like, oh, that's just the name of the lipstick. Okay, so I think sometimes uh, brands just have na- uh, just have numbers. Yeah. I don't know. It's a French company. What do I know? When you first gave it to me, oh, it's um, Capuchin. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right, that's cute. Um, when I 
opened up. It said boho green. I, I was like, does she really give me green, green lipstick? lipstick? And then no, I would been, never. We yeah. discussed this. I said, what colors are you comfy with? And I then I tried to match. Yeah. So what else did you try in your bag of goodies? I mean, you, okay, you gave me a few cleansers, mm-hmm. but I don't know how to like. Did differentiate. you use any of them? I did use them, and I don't remember which ones I use now. Oh, well, that's uh, not helpful. I definitely use this. Uh, this. Uh, okay, great. Zoskin Health Zine. Okay, you let's talk about you, this. You can say it better than I so can. So I gave Riley something that was given to me. Um, it's Zoe Skin Health by Dr. Obaji. So Dr. Obaji is as bougie as bougie gets. Take a while, guess how much that jar costs. Oh, uh, I'm going to guess um, this costs at least $40. $67. Oh, my God. And it's... Dr. Obaji is a doctor to the stars. He's all about the skincare. And... A lot of big celebrities see him. He puts them on regimens for their skin, and he's very expensive and hard to get an appointment with. Okay. And my friend brought me that from him because I've been like, I love Obaji. I bought a couple things from him uh, a few, oh. about a year ago, I guess, right before my wedding. So, And uh, I bought like a retinoid from him and stuff. But, you know, I've just, first of all, I don't have the money, and I don't care about the bouge, the bouge anymore. But I wanted you to try it, and I didn't want to tell you anything because I was like, I'm going to give Riley all kinds of stuff. and then not tell her like what the stuff is and then have you just give an honest opinion like so you use that facial scrub i use that and i also use the uh dr obaji uh hydrating cleanser which is 39 dollars. yeah i what would what do you normally wash your face with um i normally use i kind of go through different spurts of things um but do you use thirty-seven dollar face washes and sixty-seven dollar yeah no 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 i um do you know, um, like... You... I, I got it at Ulta. Okay. And I can't remember what it is now. Okay. Um, I actually, too, I get... Because I have to, I still have to shave my face. So a lot of things that I do are... Because um, I get um, Harry's. Oh. And they have, like, a post-shave cleanser that they give you. Like, it's like it's like an afro... You buy it, but it's like it's almost like an aftershave cream. Mm-hmm. And I use that, and that, like, softens my skin up. So that's, like, a, more of a men's care product. But I, unfortunately, I still have this bullshit hair on my face that I have to take care of. How often mind, do you so. have to shave? Right now... If that's not too personal. No, it's fine. Um, in case you have any trans listeners, they might be interested in that. Yeah. Um, I I have to... Or people, women, says women who have hairy faces. I mean, no judgment. Yeah. Um, we all have a, we all have varying degrees. Yeah. We're animals. Every, every, every time I talk about my facial hair, at least one says women pipes up to tell me she has facial hair too. So, I mean, <laughs> there, is a, there is a thing. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely the same problem. Um, but, yeah... Um, it depends on how frequently I get laser. My after my last laser treatment that I did, which was like five sessions, that was my second time going through a process. So you are lasering it to I'm trying have it to come never come back, right? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably always come back a little bit, but every every time it gets a little bit less, a little bit less, mm-hmm. a little bit less, and it takes longer for it to come back. I can probably get to every three days, like take like, but. It feels like at the mo- at the at the most I really need to do it like every other day right now. Um, we got to get those lasers going. Yeah, if I go if I go every three days instead of every two days, um, by that end of that second day, I could definitely have like some scruff. Like like I didn't shave this morning. Well, I didn't shave. I did shave this morning. I didn't shave yesterday because I had shaved um, Friday night and Saturday night. And when I shaved Saturday night, I definitely had like rough face, like grizzle and like, like, like ingrown hairs or whatever. And so like ir- irritation. Mm-hmm. And so I know, shaving can be really harsh on your skin. Yeah. Mine especially. And so, 
I did not shave yesterday, but I, I went yesterday to see Hamilton and I was very glammed up for Broadway. So I, I saw did, your I photo. Yeah. That's a hard ticket to get. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I went through a lot to get it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's I was um, very impressed at that. And you just saw another show, didn't you? I feel like I saw a photo of you in front of another sign or playbill holding another playbill. Or yeah. Am I crazy. Well, I so. The reason why I was able to get Hamilton tickets is that I bought season tickets at the Pantages ah, in Los Angeles. Ah, that's so, the only way. Yeah, so the most recent show that I saw before Hamilton was Book of Mormon. Yes, yeah. that was what it was. Yeah. yeah. Great show, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that one I'd seen before. Yeah. Um, so that was that was the last one in the series before Hamilton. And you love Hamilton. I do love Hamilton. Yeah. And my first time actually, last night was the first time I actually saw the show. Like, I've been really into the musical, the music, but I had not seen the show until last night. Well, let's get back to the makeup. Yes, sorry. So what what are some of the other projects? Uh, so did, were you impressed with the Obagi stuff? Did it seem life-changing or different? I wouldn't say life-changing, but I definitely will continue using it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely... See if it does anything crazy. Like keep me yeah, posted. I will. Um, I did not use any of these. Okay, we won't four talk about them. Don't even mention then, them. Then throw them back in that damn bag. Foot thing. Yes. Let's. Okay. So let me read the stats on that. Yes. This is called the Coco Star Foot Therapy Paraben Free Foot Exfoliant Wrap. Ten dollars. You can get them at like Anthropology. They have them at that kind of store. They're on Amazon too. They're on There's Amazon. For them. Yep. And you can get them at Urban Outfitters. That kind of stuff. Uh, let's see. They're a Canadian company. They're cruelty free. They've got masks from hair to toe. That's their <laughs> thing. They put. You can mask your hair. You can mask your fit body. You can mask your feet. And I remember you did Instagram this. So let's hear what. Yeah. You think. I personally neglect my feet. My poor I feet. I do too. I get it's uh, it's neck up for me. The money goes. Neck up. Yeah. My poor feet, one of my toes is cracked in half right now because I dropped a bottle of Follow Your Heart Ranch on my toe. So they're oh, a yikes. mess. They're Ouch. a damn mess. I keep closed toed shoes. How was this? Do you normally pamper your feet? I You're- don't. Like, I, I'm always somebody who, towards like the beginning of spring, we're moving towards like pool party weather, mm-hmm. like has to like begrudgingly go get a pedicure and like I'm the same. apologetically put my feet up for that poor person to like same have to me. like touch uh, so I always over tip when I get my me pedicure too. Yeah. I mean you should so. uh, you should quite frankly all the time I think you should yeah. so when someone's literally off. touching your feet for yes. a living they should be tipped very well I but agree. I'm like, extra like I'm so sorry what you're doing right now so yeah um, that's about that's about the most care I give my feet yeah. is, is those pedicures and so this was like a real and I actually have had a lot of problems recently with like calluses on my feet like I've had those calluses that kind of form in between your toes Oof. which are Owie. really rough yeah. yeah and I will say this helped with that a lot Oof. I'm glad that I did it with as much time ahead of time as I did because if I had just done that at your four I would have had that immediate like so it was weird because like, you oh, put them right. on and I the way it makes it seem on the ad it makes it feel like in the, in the packaging it feels like you can put it on your feet and then kind of just go about your business for a while like you have these booties on but no you have to sit still for a while because they don't stay on an very hour, well an uh, hour right I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was, sixty it was, minutes. It was ninety minutes. I think. Ooh, I think it was who's ninety got that minutes. Kind of time? Apparently, Riley Silverman did one night. <laughs> so, yeah. I, and the thing is, like, they're they kind of tore a little bit going on my feet because they're basically made out of paper. And so I was just sitting on my bed with like I, I had this towel that I call my murder towel, and it's the towel that I use for any like hair dyeing or nail polish or anything. So I had I my, have, mur- my I murder have a shirt. Towel. Yeah, a serial killer shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So I had my murder towel up on the bed, and I had my feet up on that, and then I just like sat there for ninety minutes foot up and I was like watching a movie on TV and stuff like that and not moving and and then I went and took it off to rinse it off and the immediate effect it is very soft first of all it's very sticky mm-hmm. and you gotta like rinse all that off and then your skin does feel very soft and I will say that I immediately noticed a difference in my calluses and didn't have much pain from them as I normally do so mm-hmm. that part was amazing but 
since then, like within like three or four days, it just starts peeling like Ooh. crazy. And my Ooh. feet, now my feet you have are a new foot under so there. funky looking because <gasps> like they're, I'm sure in the long run, they're going to be great. Right. But right now it's like, oh God, I don't want anyone to see my feet even more than normal. Because like, I'm so glad I didn't have a pool party this weekend because I went like, hey, well, want me and half my foot to come off in this water? Or like, I well, don't. Well, maybe you get that Dr. Obagi scrub. Yeah. Put you it on Scrub those suckers down and oh, maybe God. it'll come off. I'm not putting $64 face scrub on my feet. <laughs> $67. Yes. $67. Well, I already used some of it. So I, thought, I used $3 worth so far. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So would you repurchase any of, oh, we got to talk about the palette. Yeah. So talk about that palette. That... Let me pull up the info on it. It's the BH Cosmetics 88 Matte Palette. It's a vegan, scroll-to-free. That whole palette is $9. Yeah. That's a great price for 88 damn colors. They're tiny, but like, yeah. I never finish anything. I really feel like it's fine. But what were your thoughts on that palette? So it's outside of my normal color right. range. Right, I, for sure. I am a plums girl mm-hmm. and neutrals and a grays and like earth, like a little bit of earth tones, but like I, I love the, the Naked 2 palette from yep. Urban Decay. And I also love, I, I typically buy my makeup from NYX these days. Mm-hmm. And I also just love have, I have so much eyeshadow. And yeah. I actually have a BH Cosmetics palette already that I bought online previously or at like one of those, like Nordstrom's Rack or something. And I, like their, I think the one I already had is like my go-to, and it has a few shades that I like. But this 88 palette, the colors were very vibrant, very mm-hmm. bold, very like outspoken colors. And I'm not used to doing that. And so sure. what I will say was great about this palette was it forced me to try to do like fun things to accompany my outfit, which as a, as a girl who's like upset about her style these days was like a nice way of like kind of like offsetting that. Like I did a show on Saturday night where I was wearing a, a skirt that has like like these like light blue, like Robin's egg blue color, like like kitties on it with like sugar skulls. And then there's like um some there's like little bits of color, like little red dots and little purple thing. So I did a thing on my eyes, which I, I realized later was basically like almost like the bisexual pride flag. Cause I did like a base with like the light blue. And then I did like the deeper purple in the corners of the eye in the corners of the eye on the sides. And I was like, this is a color combination that I never would have thought to do if I yeah. hadn't used those palettes. So it really kind of pushed me. Because I was telling you when you handed it to me, yeah. I was like, oh, there's not only the base grays on it. It was like, there's like one gray in the entire, one it's a gray darker. One gray, 88 colors. Yeah, it's 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 not a color. And so there are, and there's a lot of blues. A lots lot, of, of, a lot greens. of greens. A lot of greens that like, that like move into blues. Who knew that many green eyeshadows existed? I know. And, and blue eyeshadows are ones that I'm always afraid of because blue eyeshadow has that like weird, Weird, like 80s romance novel kind of vibe to it. I can't do it. I can't. Actually, I have a little blue on right now, but I it's hard. I've been really it's like a, it's like a very faint blue. Purple-y. It's not like a blue. Yeah, yeah, I can't do the blue. I'm I just I feel like an 80s ant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 80s, yeah. An so 80s ant. Yeah. I but I will say that like it was kind of and today like I'm wearing this shirt that has a little bit of orange in it and I actually use like an orange. I see that. Is that from my pa- that the is palette? Oh <gasps> well, yeah, I'm not going to come in here not I wearing the palette you gave color. me. You're kidding me? Yeah. I love that color so, though. It's cool. So I I will say like I will probably use up this palette yeah. I won't use it up but I'll use up the ones that are like colors I will say yeah because it's so small it is hard to like get. I actually end up using the I very rarely use the brushes that come with pack yep. makeup anymore yeah. but because things are so small it's hard I, I, I feel like I'm smashing my own brushes by trying to get them in there and so I'm, I've am i been using the applicator and then use it like once it's on my face then I use the brush to kind of like smooth it out and play with it yeah do you ever wet your brush before you do your eyeshadow I have but I haven't found that I've been 
super impressed with the difference in the way it looks, so I don't tend to do it that way. Yeah, I the one I'm my underneath my underneath right now is from that same palette you have, and I wet it first, and I guess it's just because they're so powdery. Yeah, that I was like, maybe if I do this, it won't end up halfway down my face in half an hour. Yeah, so I I just was wondering if you did that because I know you do like kind of a sleek, smoky look, and that can I tend achieve. to not do too much shadow on my under eye. Mm-hmm. I tend to save that for the waterline eyeliner, yeah. and like I and own, you do waterline. I do love waterline. Yeah, yeah. And you I use and Nick. You, I use Nick's. Nix has a oh I can't I left it in the other room but they have this like liquidy um, pencil that's almost like a uh, it's almost like a marker and it is I swear by it and if they ever discontinue that I'm going to be and it doesn't bleed into your it eyeball doesn't bleed into okay. your eyeball that's, that's why I like it I can put it on I never had that like irritation when I'm done using it do you and always do a black line for the waterline or do you ever experiment I have experimented I have I have a green one that I do mm-hmm. when I do Slytherin makeup and I have so I guess you that could do your a question. Slytherin look with this BH yes you could do a whole Slytherin look to answer look. your question from earlier about do I ever do character yeah. makeup with my cosplay yeah I because I do I have a gunmetal gray and like a green tone of the same pencil that I usually use and I usually save those from doing that and then so I, I typically do tend to stick with black and occasionally like, like my gunmetal gray when mm-hmm. I'm doing my eyeliner though I don't yeah. tend to go out some, like, outside that that comfort zone too much and I tend to like work around that with other things I think I just know that's on lock I know that looks good and so that's what I'm going to stick with you got so passionate about that NYX waterliner. Now I'm wanting to know, do you have any other, like, you have, you just are so happy with products? That's the big one. Yeah. That is the one that, like, when people, because people constantly ask me how I do my eyeliner. I'm telling you, it looks great. And I'm not that good at my eyeliner. Well, it's hard. People f- yeah. cannot, it's crazy that you're like, I can't do lip, I can't, but the eyes are on point. People can't do that waterline. And I don't feel like I'm doing anything particularly different. I think it's, I honestly, you know how they say it's the, it's the poor craftsman who blames their tools. I'm I'm saying I'm I'm a poor makeup artist, but I, I, I credit my tools because these NYX, I feel like I feel like I'm suddenly I'm on like one of those like like infomercials like these Nick eyeliners. Whole, well, yeah. this whole podcast is a commercial, but yeah. we love Nick's here. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Nick's cruelty free, and I also just yeah. like how they're so easily accessible to people. Yeah, you can get them at Target. You can, yeah, I'm the getting prices so frustrated are with them because not them. I'm getting with LA because they're harder and harder to get now. Yeah, because I go. It's not Nick's problem, I think, as much as it's the places that sell them and their ordering practices, but. It, I have an Ulta membership, and the Ulta over here in Burbank, every time I go, the the NYX that I want specifically is not there. Because the things that I use the most are – I'm actually using – they have a new foundation that I've been using a lot more. The Drops? Yes. Me too, baby. I love it. Yes. Oh, my God. They're it's so, so good. For $11, the yeah. coverage is like – so good. I struggle so. I'm, I'm wearing it today. I struggle yeah. so much with coverage, and yeah, it's like you get you get the exact heaviness you want, and then you use that beauty blender. You knock it into place. It's yep. wonderful. I love, and I do that, and then I put some of their powder on over top of it. And the wow, drops your are foundation good. looks really good right now. It looks very natural. Thank you. Mine is very. Uh, it's matte. My NYX drops. Like, definitely when I wear it, I'm like, full face. Like, I love it, mine to be more. Well, this is actually probably worn off a little bit, too, like my natural. But, like. Um, do you do with the spe- setting spray to keep it all in place? You know what? I do use a setting spray. Um, I usually use NYX or um, Urban Decay's Chill Out spray. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I've never used that one. I use All Nighter. Yeah. I don't I, know it, the other one. Yeah, it's, it's, more, it's in that same little family. They, uh, that, well, the idea that chill out ones is supposed to be like it's supposed to like help you fight moisture and stuff. I don't know if it actually does that much right. better than the all nighter one does. But what I don't like about it is when I, I had noticed that when I spray on a setting spray, 
some reason it always knocks a little bit of my mascara onto like my under eyes and I have to like wipe that off again. I'm like, well, was the whole point of using this was to not have to do that. So. That's interesting. Yeah. I, sometimes I spray the setting spray and I like my face is like wet and I see the drops and yeah. I'm like, this was supposed to make my face look good. Yeah. Y'all just fucked up my face. Yeah. So I tend to stick more to primer mm-hmm. and then not use setting spray. But um, so you prime. You do the I whole prime thing. My eyes. OK. Yeah. Yes. I primer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't do prime on the face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I, I are wish you... I could have that matte look and have it hold and stay. Yeah. But I feel like I run hot a little bit too. So if I do like a lot of matte, I then start sweating and then it all melts anyway. Um, so if I could get away with it without my facial hair issues and stuff like that, I would totally stick to using BB cream as my go-to yeah. foundation move. I Before I cared as much about my facial hair when I was still kind of pre-transition and I just wore a little bit of light makeup, I loved... BB cream as like a way just like give myself a little natural glow and that was it. But do you have now, one you like? It it's was, hard I, to and, find one you yeah, like. Yeah, you know what? I was using one, um, but you know, it's one of those things where I I am not vegan, but I do tend to stick to cruelty-free makeup stuff because I do feel like this is cosmetic. Yeah. And so it is a thing where I'm like, there's there are so many good brands out there that are that are cruelty free, like NYX, like BH Cosmetics, stuff like that, that aren't expensive. Right. That I don't really get the argument towards not using them. So a lot of the stuff that I used to use, I don't recommend anymore. I don't tell people yeah, to recommend because I'm the same. They, My they, BB cream is not cruelty free. The one that I'm almost out of and will not repurchase for that reason, but it's so yeah. good. But I ain't gonna tell you a, what it is. Yeah, I had like a really that. I had a really good one that I liked, but same thing. I don't I'll think they t- were. When we go off air, we'll tell each other. Okay, I'll we'll, tell you mine. We'll tell our secret BB I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I'll tell you mine. Tell what if yours. it's the same one? It might be. But we both like the NYX foundation drops. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah, I was very excited about, about those because I finding my right level coverage has been a real struggle for me. So having this thing where I can kind of control it a bit more. And it's lasting so far. I've had it for a, like, over a month and I still have like half the bottle left. So. Yeah. it's. I mean, for 11 bucks. Yeah. Can't beat that. Um, there are brick and mortar NYX. I know you want those Ulta points. There, there is, is one of the Glendale Mall. One, I, there's one in the um, Sherman Oaks Mall yep. too. And when I can't find and one I want. And they have I an want, Elf store. Yeah. yeah. Wham, bam, for yeah. your buck right there. When I, when I can't find the NYX that I want at Alta or because I go to that mall and I also go to Sephora, but they don't mm-hmm. have Nix and Sephora, but I'll go in there. Sephora really does not do well with the uh, cruelty free stuff. They no, most of their stuff's not. So I don't yeah. tend to stick around there anymore. ColourPop is coming to Sephora. Have you ever used ColourPop? No. I think ColourPop, I don't want to say they suck, but I've been pretty disappointed with that. Really? They just came out with concealers. Everybody was excited about it. I think they are terrible. They're six dollars. You're like, oh wow, that's not bad. But they really just sink into your face and make you look older. Yeah. And I thought I was crazy, but I watched a lot of YouTube's. Do you ever watch tutorials, or are you all self-taught? No, I do tutorials. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I watch tutorials before I even started doing it myself because I was like fantasizing about being able to do it. So, um, yeah. If I if I see a, st- a look that I really want, I usually look and see if I can find a version of that. Like there was a, um, I want to say it was a Glamour magazine. But might be wrong. There was like a cover that had, um. Emma Watson from Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and she had this really good smoky eye, waterline stuff. And then I was like, oh, I wonder how she did that. And then I went and watched the video for it, and it was like how I already did my waterline. See? I'm telling <laughs> so you, you, like, got that, right. you got the waterline yeah. down. It is not easy. It was so really pat funny. yourself on the back for that. Okay. I, I think we're getting to the end. Okay. Why don't you tell us? I know that you write for a pod. You host a pod. Tell us where we can find you on your social media. Plug your pods and plug any shows you have in September and beyond. Okay. Um... If this is early September, I will be at the Cinderblock Comedy Festival in New York City. Very cool. And 
aside from that, I think I don't know my other days for stuff yet. So I'll just say that you can find me on Twitter at Rye Silverman, R-Y-E-S-I-L-V-E-R-M-A-N. And uh, you can listen to International Waters on the Max Fun Network, which is the podcast that I write for. And you can find my nerdier writings at Sci-Fi Wire's Fangirls page. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. I don't know anything you just said, but I'm down. Yeah. I'll probably check it out just to, you know. See what you're up. To. It's like it's like it's like so. Sci-Fi Wire is like the Sci-Fi Channel's like oh. website, and they have like a blog page for nerdy cultural stuff. And Fangirls is like a side section of that page. It's all about like nerdy girl stuff. And you write for it. I write for that. Oh, yeah. that's so fun! Yeah, now watch, I'm definitely now watch, checking be, that out. I've been fired by the time this airs or something. That's my <laughs> thing. Because I was supposed to be there's a TV show that I filmed that was supposed <gasps> oh. to air, but but because CISO went, we can say up. that. Take my wife. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna be on Take My Wife, but I don't know when anyone will see it, so I don't know what to tell people. So Everybody, hopefully, hashtag... by the time you've seen this. Some, that, an answer to that question will have happened. I think it will. I mean, Rhea and Cam are buds of this network. You they're know? great. They're yeah. pods on this network. I've so. been on their. I've been on their pod on this network. I've hosted yeah. that show, and they've. I've filled in for them. Yeah, uh, at, to put your hands together. I have a good feeling about it. Hopefully, you'll see Riley on Take My Wife. Yeah, we'll find it. Was it was a great episode. I, I want. I want people to see it. Yes, we will find it, and and you, everybody will see it. I have faith. I have faith, baby. Well, that's going to conclude this episode of Nash Butte. You plugged your Instagram, right? Yes. Oh, Instagram is Riley Silverman. Yes, I'm telling you. You got to yeah. see these pics. The makeup, the outfits, everything's cute. We're going to get some dresses that fit the bod, the new bod. Yeah. You're going to be posting them soon. I have a feeling. So everybody get excited and follow Riley's Instagram. And that's going to conclude this episode of Nash Butte. So don't forget, cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh.